Raised on It is back. We know it's been a while since we've done a show from this particular podcast, but we want it to be intentional with what we're putting out there. So going forward, the goal is to make this a weekly podcast, maybe multiple shows a week, depending on who we can all chat with, ranging from different artists, songwriters, people in the industry, and then get the gist of it. So I want to thank Christy Huff for being the first guest for our relaunch. She was great. She shared her story from little on growing up to where she is now in her music journey. Uh, it was really great. So you're going to be really impressed with her authenticity and just willingness to talk about anything and answer any question I had for her. But before we get to that, briefly want to mention the two other podcasts we have as part of the Raise On It podcast network, Video Vault. That is a podcast dedicated entirely to country music videos. So we talk about some of our favorite country music videos, some of the more entertaining ones, the ones that we remember really well. Some of the ones we've done so far include Toby Keith's How Do You Like Me Now, Martina McBride's Concrete Angel. I think the first one was the Dixie Chicks, Ready to Run. So we have about 10 of them in so far, so check that out. The other podcast we started recently is called The Album Collection, which we take a deep dive into various albums over the year. And we've talked about Eric Church's debut album, Sinners Like Me. So it's pretty recent, but we've gone further back. One of the more recent ones we've done is uh, John Michael Montgomery's album from 1994. So we take a deeper dive into these albums to really talk about, did they make the right call with the singles? Who are the songwriters? Where does the album stack up amongst the particular artists' other albums? and everything in between. So we talk about that more on the album aspect, a deeper dive. So if you're a country music nerd and you like that sort of thing, that's perfect for you. So those are some of the fun ones we've recently started as we candidly look to expand and grow the Raised On It podcast network. I think it's a great opportunity. As always, we're at raisedonitblog.com. We write articles about throwback jams, interview different artists, featuring the different up-and-coming artists we're really passionate about and everything else in between country music wise so that's enough blabbering for me at the time being so really uh hope you enjoy this i know i really enjoy chatting with christy and i think you guys are gonna really enjoy it as well All right, we are here with Christy Huff, and before we get into your background on music and your latest singles, uh, I'd like to start off with some quick hitter icebreaker questions, just so uh, people get a chance to know more about you. So, what is one show that you are currently binging right now on Netflix or Hulu? Oh my gosh, okay, I just started watching Space Force, the new Steve Carell show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've I've been binging that, and I actually restarted it because I'm watching it again with my sister. So yeah, I like it. Like at first, I didn't know how I feel how I felt, but I really like it now. <laughs> awesome! I'll have to check that out. Uh, what would you say is your go-to comfort food? Like you've had a long day, and you're like, man, I could just go for pizza. <laughs> pizza. Awesome. Uh, and then lastly, kind of bringing into music here, who is up next? on your bucket list that you need to go see in concert? Casey Musgraves, for sure. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I love her. <laughs> that's a good one. 
All right. So let's go back kind of to the beginning. So you grew up in Arizona, if I recall correctly. What was that like? Yeah. I mean, I loved, I loved growing up in Arizona. Um, I, you know, since moving to California, I miss the desert. Um, <laughs> but I guess I'm kind of still in the desert, but I miss the 120 degree heat. I know it sounds weird, but I really, I know I really like it. Like, um, but no, I mean, I love growing up in Arizona. I, I grew up in like a large suburb outside of Phoenix and, um, you know, it, it was just like classic suburban life, I guess. Uh, my parents, are both doctors and everybody in my family is in the medical field, <laughs> but me, but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a great family, great siblings. Um, and definitely country music was definitely like, I think being from Arizona, it's like the West it's, you know, the wild West. So yeah. country it has always been kind of, you know, in my, I don't know, DNA, just being in Arizona and stuff. And like, I love, you know, like, like cowboys, cowgirls, horses, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I love, I miss the desert. I do. <laughs> so growing up with that love of country music, when did it change from, you know, you like country music to something like, I, I definitely want to do something with this. Like what, and what were those kind of conversations like with your, your family? Cause yeah. Um, you know, was there, you know, pressure to lead you towards the medical field? Because uh, I know that's completely yeah. <laughs> a 180 uh, yeah. music industry. Yeah, like, I mean, my, my parents have been pretty supportive um, since day one. And basically, like, I grew up loving listening to, uh, you know, like George Strait, uh, Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Um, hey. I, I grew up you know, in the era when Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood came out and they are both like huge influences on me because it's from the female perspective, you know, like I love, uh, you know, Tim McGraw and George Strait and my parents' first concert was actually a George Strait concert, which is crazy. Um, their first date. Yeah. So, but you know, I think when I really decided, like, I, I want to go in and really pursue this was my senior year of high school, because um, that's when I started writing songs. And I remember, like, always growing up and loving to sing and loving to sing country music. And then I was taking vocal lessons um, from my from a voice teacher. And she said, you know, if you want to get anywhere in the music industry, you have to write your own songs. And that really stuck with me. So then I began writing songs and then it was kind of my senior year of high school when I was like, you know what? Cause I would come home every day from school and write a song. So that's when I was kind of like, you know what? I, I kind of want to give my dream a shot. So then I told my parents that I was going to take one year off from college <laughs> and <laughs> pursue music. Um, but they were like, they were very support. Like, and they still are very supportive of it because uh, it's different for them. I was kind of scared at first to tell them um, just because, you know, education is very important for them and my family. And I have two older si siblings as well. Um, and, you know, they went to college and, you know, are all in the medical field. Uh, but, you know, I think my parents were like, oh, this is different. This is exciting. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> like, we have enough nurses and doctors. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that your family was very supportive of you. Uh, I'm just curious. You mentioned you started writing your senior year. You know, every day you'd write a song. Mm -hmm. Do you still have those songs 
on hand and do you, what is it do you look back on those and say what was i thinking or is there something you can still use today i'm curious about that yeah so actually a lot of those songs because i recorded my first album in nashville when i was like 18. so a lot of those songs i recorded um and they're like it's like my first album um but like like now because i was like seven years ago you know so now like going back and listening um i have one song that's called i just want to love you and going back and listen to it i'm like man i was writing about things that i had no idea like I had not lived or experienced, you know, like love really, you know, like true love. Yeah. So, so it's kind of funny. I'm going back and listening to them and some, I'm like, Oh, what, what, what was I, what? And then some, I'm like, why did I have this? Like, like I had like a wild imagination for a 17 year old, like very mature kind of view of love. And I'm like, I was 17. What the heck? But yeah, so it is kind of funny, like going back and like listening and I can't listen to like my recordings from my first album because I'm just like, oh, my voice, I can't, no, I can't. <laughs> but you know, it's good. You grow and you learn. <laughs> yeah, it, you evolve as an artist and yes. yeah, what was impacting you then isn't, yeah. you've learned since then basically. I know. Uh, you, so you mentioned Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift were huge influences. You know, I guess, how were they influences for you? Was it, you know, Taylor Swift is known for her songwriting. Was that a big, impact on you and how she wrote did you try to emulate it or you know kind of create your own writing style yeah you know taylor swift and i guess i'll also throw in michelle branch she was also a big influence for me but um you know listening to taylor swift and knowing that she wrote her own songs at like you know i was probably like 13 14 when she came out um and that, you know, I think as like a young girl, I'm like, ugh, nobody really wants to hear songs about my middle school crush. Like, what the heck, you know? But she was writing those. So I think, um, you know, from an early age, she kind of gave me like the okay, like the confidence to be like, yes, you can write about your life at any stage, age, you know, wherever you are in, in your life. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I, listen to all of her albums. I've, I think I've been to every single, except for Fearless, I've been to every single Taylor Swift concert. Um, oh, man. It's, and I'm like, I love her. She's on, she's on my bucket list. Like, I, I have yet to go to You Australia. have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, going to see her live is like, this is, this sounds like so dumb, but it's like a spiritual experience because I grew up with like all of her songs, all, you know, it's like, it takes me back to those memories. Um, but yeah, like I think my one of my first talent shows, I sang "Love Story" by, by Taylor Swift. Um, okay. You know, and then you know she kind of. I mean, I did grow up listening to like George Strait at like a younger age. My parents would play them, but then it kind of even gave it the like the okay in country music. Like, oh, cool, I can be like a young, you know, girl country singer. You know, so yeah, she she really influenced me, and I think a lot of it because she's a songwriter. All right, you just convinced me that I need to go to a show and sit yes, front row. You for have this. to. <laughs> uh, so, uh, when did the move to LA happen? You tell your parents you're going to do the music thing, you know, try it for a year. Yeah. Was that still in Arizona or did you say, I need to go chase it in LA? Yeah, so, okay, so how I kind of ended up in LA. Um, so, right after I told my parents, like, you know, my senior year of high school, because I, I applied to college, like, the first semester, and, like, got in, and I was all set to go to the University of Arizona, and then I was, like, 
um, so I'm going to defer you here and <laughs> pr pursue music. So I, I started recording, um, some songs, my senior, senior year of high school, um, with just like a, a producer in Arizona and the, my producer in Arizona was like, okay, like in June, there is this Kauai songwriters festival in Kauai. And, you know, we can go like, I want you to come with me. It's a great way to like network and meet people. So I guess kind of as like my senior trip, my family was like, okay, sure, let's go to Hawaii. So, um, so we went to Kauai and I went to the songwriting festival. Um, and it was like a conference and, um, there's where I met my producer in Nashville who ended up producing my first two albums. So I went to Nashville shortly after recorded there and was debating whether or not, um, cause I spent some time in Nashville and then I, I recorded my album, came back to Arizona and kind of, kind of like, didn't have, you know, I, I didn't know anything about the industry and was like, well, cool. I have the CD now. <laughs> now, like, come on, guys! Like, why aren't I signed? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. why aren't I famous? You know. Um, so I actually had a friend, like a family friend, who lives in LA. And after being in Nashville, I was kind of like, okay, I need to either move to Nashville or LA. So I was like, I'm gonna go to LA for two weeks and stay with my family friend because it was closer to home and all this stuff. So yeah. this was probably like. Uh, February of right after my senior year. So I was like still living in Arizona and kind of hopping around like between Nashville and LA. And after I was in LA for a couple weeks, um, I, I just, I felt like it was home and decided to pick up and move. Um, I think it'll be, I'll be here six years, seven, no, I think it's seven years, 2014, it's 21, six years. Six or seven, yeah, I'm not good on that. I don't, I'm bad on that. In June, so I, I, yeah, I basically like went to LA, stay with a family friend, and then while I was in LA, I was like, she, I was talking to her, and I was like, okay, like, can you help me kind of find a place to live? And I found a place to live, and then kind of presented to my parents, like, so I think I like staying in Arizona won't really do anything for me. Like, I have to either move sure. to LA or Nashville. So. I'm going to move to LA <laughs> and, and still my dad was kind of like, yeah, like it was kind of crazy. Like our 19 year old daughters wanting to move to LA and, you know, but you know, my, my parents have always been very supportive, even if, you know, they were kind of like, I don't know, weary at first, but you know, now, now it's all good. They're, they're happy. Okay. <laughs> good. Well, I think it's so interesting that you're in LA because I think there's, People have this mind. Obviously, Nashville's the capital of country music. Yes. But that being said, L.A. is still L.A. And it seems like there's a growing country music scene in L.A. So I wonder if you could talk about that and how connected the two cities truly are. Yeah, and that's just it. The two cities are so connected. Um, you know, I, it's funny. When I tell people, like, oh, yeah, I'm a country singer in L.A., they're <laughs> like, what? In L.A.? Like, do they even like country there? And yes, there is such a big community here. It, it kind of, and I'll be honest, it took me a couple of years to kind of find, you know, the community because, you know, at the time too, I was figuring out 
kind of the industry and what I was supposed to do anyway. Um, but you know, there is such a supportive, um, growing country music scene out here that, you know, we have festivals and things like that. And, um, but it's also like bridged to Nashville because everybody I know in the California country scene, um, you know, goes to Nashville regularly. And I think that's like very important. Like if you don't live in, a, in Nashville, it's still like so important to have, a presence and like kind of go go back you know um but with that being said like I, I i never really feel like i am you know i don't know like missing out so much like being in la the nashville because you know it is la you know and like there's so many yeah. like music influences and and that's what i love about it here is like um you know like i have so many friends in the music industry who aren't necessarily country artists but like i write with them and actually my new single like halfway fell i wrote with two friends here in la and they aren't country artists but that's what i love like i i love collaborating with different genre artists because then like i come out with a totally like unique sounding country song so yeah but with that being said like i i love nashville too and i love going there but they're just they're both great you know <laughs> is there can you can you hear it or can you can you notice a difference in artists that are based out of LA or California compared to more the traditional southern, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, that whole thing? Because you make a good point that there are probably some more different types of musical influences in LA uh, and just a, just different types of characters, I would assume too. Yes. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one, like, you know, I guess major difference is like in like the country artists that I know based in LA or like even like, you know, get their music produced in LA is that it has kind of more of a, you know, a definitely like a more pop influence kind of a vibe and sure. not so much of the, like, um, I don't know. Cause, cause Nashville too has like a, you know, like their country pop is really big but it's it's still i can't even like really describe but it's just different you know like when i hear it i kind of know that it's it was different you know a different producer like yeah production um but then also i think like the the themes that you write about because you know i do live in a city and you know the most of the country artists that i work with live in a city and we don't you know always write about you know i guess living in a small town or a country sure. or something like that, you know? So I think too, just like the overall themes change as well. Do you find that that's becoming more accepted across the board that it's, it's not just, you know, I mean, I grew up on a farm, so like I can relate, but at the same time I live in a city now and I'm not, you know, driving in the dirt and kicking <laughs> up mud every weekend, but it's like, there's, it just seems like country music's uh, just so accepting of different, experiences oh yeah i i mean i definitely think that that you know is you know changing especially like with like our generation and like you know like artists like uh kelsey ballerini and Marin morris and casey musgraves you know like uh they like especially Marin morris uh you know like she's like r&b pretty much and and most of her songs are not about you know a dirt road or you know like right. i don't I don't even, I can't even think of a song. I mean, like, aside from, like, my church, but that's not even, it's not about a dirt road. You know what I mean? So, no. 
so it's it's very yeah I think that country music is very accepting of that because too I think just like the way that the world is evolving like you know, we all kind of like chains kind of own everything. So it's like, you know, you can live in, you know, Illinois and San Diego and, you know, kind of know and do this similar things, you know, just because, you know, we all like to go to the movies. We all maybe go to like LA fitness. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's more like a universal also with like TV shows and stuff. I think that we are just kind of more, I don't know similar now you know what I mean (laughs) with like things that we like yeah there's a lot more crossover between yeah demographics and where you live doesn't Mm -hmm. put you in a certain box anymore uh so we talked about Nashville LA but uh I think recently this year you were over in London performing Mm -hmm. so what was that like and how did that all come to be yes so um I well, it was an amazing experience and it's kind of crazy that literally I was there February 25th to March 5th. So Oh, just right? in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like if 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 the shows would have been scheduled a week later, I don't think it would have happened. So that's I'm very grateful that, you know, the show went on. But how I kind of um got that opportunity is um so when I first moved to LA, like again like 6 7 years ago, I don't know math, however long ago I moved out here, um I I met this like booking uh, or this concert promoter who books at a lot of different venues here in Los Angeles. And um, he's been a good friend of mine for a couple of years now. And he was in, he's in a band as well. And um, he came to me like, I don't know, almost about, I guess about a year ago and was like, Hey, so me and his brother, they're both musicians. They're in a band together. And um, one of our other friends who's a bass player, he's like, I would love to do kind of like a side project because all, all of us have our own artists careers going, but he's like, I love to do a side project where we are, you know, our own band um, and where we sing uh. songs from like, he's like, we'll sing some of your songs. We'll sing some of my songs and then we'll write songs and like sing it together. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm, any opportunity I have to like play music, I'm all for. So we kind of, created this band you know uh we're called the kerosene hymns and um like that he yeah it's a cool name (laughs) and he's he's a concert promoter so he is all he he knows the ins and outs of you know what it takes to put on shows and he he's put on shows all over the world so um he got this opportunity to put to put a show together in london with these different country rock artists because that's kind of more of what the kerosene hymns uh i guess genre is it's like country rock so um yeah so so we put to he, he put together this sh- show and was like you know we had a fundraiser show and we raised money to be able to pay for our um you know tickets and everything and we went out there and then while i was there too i like booked some christy huff shows as well because i'm like i'm in london might as well absolutely like like, (laughs) just take advantage of all this um so it was yeah but i mean so that's kind of how the opportunity arose um and yeah it was so much fun we i played at um the notting hill arts club um so that's where i played with the band and then i played at the bedford as me and then 
of course, like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I tell my family, I'm going to London. And then my mom wants to go, my dad wants to go, <laughs> my sister wants to go. So it turned into like a family affair as well. But, um, but it, it was such a great experience, especially like going and traveling. And like, you know, it, it's my dream to tour and travel for music. So, you know, being able to travel to London to, you know, perform was just amazing. And everybody's so nice there. Like even like the bands and like how the bands were talking to like the sound guy. I was like, everybody's just like so nice. And maybe it's their accents that make them sound even more polite. But I was, Probably is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys are so, I'm like, not that like in America we're like mean to like, you know, like the sound guy and like the promoter and everything, but maybe I'm just used to our accent and I'm like, you can, t I can tell tone easily, you know, like what we mean. Sure. You know? Can you turn up the the reverb? You know what I mean. So so being in London, I was like, everybody's so nice. Like, hey mate, like, can you can you please? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, playing and traveling and being. I think my favorite part, you know, obviously like were the shows, but then also just like meeting other artists um, and bands in London and kind of you know, especially like they're all they were country artists. So it, it's so cool to see. Um, country music you know travel you know be be big in like the uk so yeah it was so fun though <laughs> yeah because i've i've talked with some other uk artists before too and it's a growing i mean it's such a huge opportunity for country music as a whole to you know grow in the uk and the surrounding countries mm -hmm. uh, so what was like what were the interactions with the fans there like was there could you tell that there's a certain type of sound because i know yeah. Uh, one of them I talked with uh, last year, Danny McMahon. Oh, I, you know, I know he, him. Yes, I love him. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And like he was very influenced by your Sam Hunts and Keith Urban. So I was kind of wondering if you got to talking with uh, other artists kind of about, you know, what what the country landscape is there now. Yeah, like a lot of um, a lot of people were saying like Keith Urban and there's like the country to country festival you know yeah so a lot of the people um one band that i uh played with or like they were on our same bill they're like oh my gosh like well first of all they were so excited like, like whoa american country whoa this is like crazy <laughs> you know um but they they were saying like yeah you know like country is making a big like hit over here in the uk like we have a country to country and they were saying um like one of the bands had gone to that festival uh the year before or something and and you know it, it was kind of cool to hear them be like yeah like i love seeing carrie underwood and like all the same people that i like to see and i was kind of like so like how i'm like how are you like how do you still relate like to all this and then they're like well you know we i live in a country like you know they're like i'm from you know right outside of london in the middle of nowhere i'm like oh yeah okay i guess that's true it is still like you know, like a farm town and like things like that. So, sure. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it was just like really cool to kind of see like, you know, music really is a universal language, even though we all speak English, but still. <laughs> totally cool. Yeah. I think it's just, uh, I'm curious to see what it looks like in 10 years, what yeah. London and yeah. the other countries, what country music looks like and if it's following the American lead or if they kind of create their own sound as they yeah, go. Cause like twenty, you know, um Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, she's super cool and um yeah, I'm just like there's there's definitely I think gonna be like a rise of, you know, English country artists coming up in the next couple of years for sure. Totally agree. Well, 
let's jump into your singles. So um, let's start with your most recent one that you just dropped a week or two ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think this past week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, halfway fell. So what is that about? Tell people, you know, how it came to be as you wrote it. You know, what, what was that process like? And I guess for both of them, was it a quick write that it just came naturally? Uh, or is this something that you stewed over for a couple of days or weeks or, you know, filed away months ago and came back to it? So just. Yeah. 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 So both Halfway Fell and Canvas um, both happened in very different ways because uh, Halfway Fell, um, I co-wrote it and then Canvas, I it was a solo write. So Halfway Fell, um, I wrote with two friends here in LA and um we got together and we were just like like the best co-writes start with just you talking like not coming in with like a preconceived idea I mean a lot of times that can also work but my favorite co-writes and usually when I get the best results is when you come in no expectation go in and just start talking and a lot of times co-writes can be used as therapy sessions (laughs) because you just kind of (laughs) talk about like anything and everything and you know so um I wrote with two friends and we'd come in and we were just kind of we had all gotten out of relationships like a couple months prior um and we were just like kind of talking about um how like how we all felt and like what we did and like how, how things are different now and all this kind of stuff and you know we're just like you know it is it is like really nice to be able to kind of now finally after like the hurt after a couple months like the hurt it's great that now I'm starting to be able to look back and kind of almost be like what the heck like why why did I hurt so much after you know after now kind of being able to reflect on the relationship and also and kind of realize that I think that especially like many times, you know, you hurt over, over somebody, but you kind of hurt over the idea of them and realize that you weren't really super into them or like as into them as you thought after you kind of reflect, you're like, oh, I couldn't have like lived this way with them really, you know? So that's kind of how it all came about. But then also coming to the realization that I'm finally to a point where I don't like wish them like bad. Uh, but then I also don't really wish them well, cause I don't really care enough to like, <laughs> you know, send them good vibes. So that is kind of how the idea came about. And then um, my co-writer who also ended up producing it, she came with this like guitar lick and then we just started, you know, humming and singing. I My favorite thing to do in co-writes is melodies. So normally I just kind of like start humming along like melodies. Okay. And, then, and then, you know, we start kind of writing the the plot and everything. So yeah, that's kind of like how it came out. And then, you know, it's like the first line is like, um, I go out dancing. Like I see my friends more than I used to. So yeah, it's just kind of like talking about the things that like now, like realizing things like now that I can actually do that I couldn't do before because that person was holding me back, you know? So yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of how that song came about. (laughs) That's super interesting. And what I'm curious about is, so that one, that song was a co-write mm-hmm. and Canvas was just you on, as far as songwriting. Yeah. And I'd love to hear you talk about the process writing Canvas, but also if you could speak about what, how do you decide between 
when you want to make a song that only you are going to write, whereas sometimes you want to bring other people in and like what at what point do you think it makes sense to bring additional songwriters in? That's that's a good question. Um, you know, I think it differs for each, I guess, purpose, like each song, because um, sometimes I will have started a song like there's a song of mine that's out called Jam that I wrote the chorus and I could not for the life of me write a verse. I don't know why. Like sometimes it's just how it is where you're kind of like, okay, where do I go? So I brought that into a co-write um, and I'm so glad that I did because they, you know, my two co-writers helped me make that song what it is. So I think, you know, a lot of times it's, it's not being able to get to a place in a song where you, where you personally like want it, want it to be like, want the song to be like, and you can't get there alone. So, you know, there's instances like that. And then, you know, there's also been occasions where like, I, we go in, I don't really have any ideas kind of like halfway felt. And we're just kind of talking about our emotions. And when I write solo, it, nine times out of 10 comes from emotions and I just need to get something out of me. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how halfway fell came about. But instead of just me contributing, it was, you know, three or three people contributing and all of us pouring out our emotions and feelings about, you know, that situation about similar situations, but then also, you know, so, so it's kind of cool to kind of like, and, and then, you know, when, when I wrote halfway felt, I didn't know, um, I didn't know that like I was going to want to release that until, you know, after we wrote it. it I didn't go in there with an idea like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to like with a plan, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It changes every time, but my favorite songs and co-write and like, yeah, co like co-writes is when, you know, you go in and you just kind of are all, vi you all already vibe well together. And that's so important in a co-write, you know, is to like be able to feel like you can say your piece and not, feel stupid you know so sure um and that you know and, and and I think that's just a matter of finding the right people because it's like a personality thing I think too you know so um yeah but I think it, it changed you know to answer your question I guess it, it kind of changes each time because sometimes it's like yeah I have a song that's kind of already done or an idea that I just haven't been able to get out on my own um or it's like I hear somebody like I, I write with a writer or an artist and they are really good at this direction or that this certain, you know, way of writing that I want influenced on my music. So yeah, I don't know. It changes every time. <laughs> uh, so with canvas, what would, it seems like a very, obviously know the co-writers on it. It seems like a very personal, important song for you to write and record. So what, what's the story behind that? If you don't mind. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Canvas, um, that was the first song I wrote after like a messy breakup. And um, that song was like, I, you know, I literally, it was like, I think like literally the day after we had edited things. And I oh, was quick. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and you know, you know how it feels like the day after or like, you know, right after a breakup and you just like, you feel sick. It's like, like, you know, being heart sick is like a real, like, sickness you know what I mean like you you physically feel sick so I felt that way and um I I I had all these thoughts in my mind and you know it was kind of replaying the you know my whole relationship with this person 
and everything, you know, that I could have done differently to, to make, to make it work and all this stuff, you know, as I was in that stage of wanting to work it out kind of still. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, um, so I, I was on my computer and I, and I knew, like, I had this feeling in me that I hadn't felt in a while that I was like, I need to write a song because I just need to get these emotions and these feelings out, out of me. Um, so I had my computer and I pulled up like, uh, like a word document and just started writing down how I, how I was feeling. And a lot of the things that I wrote down on that word document made its way into the song. And what I had written is like, um, why does it hurt to not feel wanted? Like it hurts like hell. Um, uh, I, I said it might be over before it started. Like all of these things that came in and the way that I kind of got canvas, um, that title and that, story is because the person who I dated was an artist and oh, okay. I, I uh yeah I know it's kind of so he definitely knows this about him um <laughs> but I I was just kind of thinking in terms of like his mind and kind of what how he saw our relationship and he would draw like you know pictures of, of us and things of us in our relationship and I was just like man, I was just something to add to your canvas. Like I, I, I was just something to like influence you and like your work or something, you know? And I was just like, that like sucks. Like, and, th and then you use me and you just kind of throw me away. So <laughs> that's kind of what that, how that all came about. Um, and, and yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. So that was definitely a very personal song. And when I, when I wrote it, I was like, I don't know if anybody will even be able to kind of like understand what this song is about or, you know, be able to relate to it. But, um, but luckily like, uh, you know, people have, have been able to. So, uh, but yeah, that was like a little bit, I guess the background into that song. <laughs> I'm curious cause I've heard, I've heard both answers on this. When it comes to some like a song like that, do you tip off, you know, the the former boyfriend that hey, letting you know like this is coming out because sometimes like it's still yeah. cordial enough that it makes sense. Other times it's like no, like it's just done and <laughs> yeah. go figure it out. Yeah. So um, so I wrote this song like over two years ago actually, um, and at the time when I when I wrote the song, I was doing this YouTube series where every week I would. Um, release a new just like an acoustic song and I would release a song with somebody else like a cover and then sometimes I do my own songs so I actually released canvas like just an acoustic version on YouTube like right after I wrote it probably at the time knowing myself was kind of be like oh yeah here's, here's this song. um yeah. so he, he did know that about that song just because at that time, you know, I released that. So he knew about the song. Um, and then like, we don't talk anymore. So I, I just released it. And, and it's kind of yeah. funny, like, you know, that song means it's kind of funny. Cause like when you write songs like that, that are so personal to you and like remind you of, you know, a time in your life or like, you know, it, 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 it kind of just talks about how you feel. Um, it's, it's cool now to kind of be on the other side of things having it be so long ago and now when I hear it just be like oh yeah like that's that's how I feel like that's crazy I'm glad I don't feel that way anymore <laughs> yeah no that's I'm just always curious about that because some artists like I said will be like now we're they'll yeah. figure it out and other times it's like well like, like maybe I owe up. it to them or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think there's any rules. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so who in country music today, I guess, and this is a, another tough question. I don't want to put you in a box of comparing yourself to other artists, but if you got to compare yourself to another artist or two in country music today, who would you say you're most like, uh, especially when it comes to uh, your vocals and maybe your songwriting? Is there one or two that you're just like, we're just on the same level, we're on the same page as far as the art that we're creating? Yes. Um, I guess like wh one person that people have told me that when they hear my music, it, it kind of reminds them of um, is Carrie Underwood. I think my, my voice, like our voices are similar in tone. Um, so as, as far as like vocals, I think, you know, Carrie Underwood, I guess, which I'm like, I feel like such a jerk <laughs> comparing myself to Carrie Underwood. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm only doing that because people have told me, so I would not, That's give, fair. I would not give myself that comparison. <laughs> um but yes and then but as far as like music like and maybe it's just because um I'm influenced by this artist a lot like Casey Musgraves just because yeah I don't know that's that's kind of the way <clears throat> that I would I mean I don't know that's hard like as far as my like songwriting goes I don't know but I'm influenced a lot by Casey Musgraves, and I don't want to be a jerk and be like, "Yes, me and Casey <laughs> write the same time." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's fair. No, you're yes. making total sense. <laughs> yes. So another typical question that I'm sure you're getting a lot is obviously, "What has quarantine been like?" But I'll I'll skip that directly. But I guess we've been in quarantine. We're out of it, coming out of it, whatever's happening. But what have you learned about yourself? during the last couple months uh, during this crazy unique experience that's that's a good question oh um i i think i, I i've learned that i when i am go 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 i'm like man i just want some, like to chill i've learned that i'm okay not chilling for that this long of a time like <laughs> i learned that i i i don't think i'm ever going to take for granted again um being busy or being um or even like this is like a weird a weird thing but like i'm never gonna take for granted again being stressed out about the opportunities that i want to have you know what i mean like working yeah. um because you know at the beginning of this i mean i'll be honest like i did not i was kind of like oh my gosh what is happening you know because i i like it was like march yeah duh, march like um i started getting you know all of my shows canceled and I was supposed to play at South by Southwest and a, oh. another festival in Baton Rouge and that got canceled and like you know so a lot of things that I you know all of us like that we were you know all look forward look, looking forward to all got canceled and um and I and I was kind of like oh my gosh like what does this mean for music you know um and I think what I have kind of like learned this throughout this time is that like um it's okay to adapt and it's okay for things to change. And I think like as human beings, we just kind of figure it out, you know, like how, how we have to, you know, move forward. And I think for, for myself, I, I learned that I am an external processor, which I feel bad for my roommates because I am definitely, which I'm glad that I now, <clears throat> I now know how I like work 
things out, which makes sense because, yeah, I'm a songwriter, so I just need to, like, get things out, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, I, I think I'll be able to handle, like, stress. Um, a I'll, be, I'll be grateful for stress. I guess not superficial stress, but everything after this seems, like, superficial kind of, you know? True. Yeah, so, no, I'm, a, I'm similar, too, where it's, like, I, you take for granted – yeah, when you're in the moment, you're working day to day and you're in the hustle, you're like, man, I just want a day to do nothing and just completely yeah. unwind. Yeah. And we've had three months of that. And you're like, I, I'm set for a couple of years. Of these exactly. No, exactly. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, yes, I'm. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so all that being said, I guess my last question for you is what is the rest I know there's uncertainty, but what does the rest of 2020 look like for you as far as uh, optimism of playing shows and releasing new music? Just talk about kind of where you're hoping the rest of the year goes. Yes. Um, you know, <clears throat> like 2020, my goal was to release, and it still is, to release a new song around every two months or so. Um, and luckily, I, I had six songs already recorded before quarantine. So I didn't have to like rush, like freak out, like, oh my gosh, my plans aren't going to happen now, you know, uh, that, that was all set. So definitely like continuing to release music. And I'm also really excited, you know, when the time is right and when we can start, you know, getting back into the studio. Um, I've written a lot of songs during this time and I'm excited to uh, record those um, and, and be able to release those songs as well. And then, yeah, you know, as far as shows, like, I mean, I'm optimistic. Like, I, I hope that, I mean, you know, we can't really say anything, but um, I hope that, you know, come at least come fall we can start playing shows again. And I actually do have a show, my first like show, you know, not live stream show next Friday at a restaurant in Anaheim. So that'll be interesting. I don't know how that will go. And I don't know if that will be like my, my one, one off show and then not have anything for a while again, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, you know, and, and until then doing the live streams, like I've, I've learned to be okay with that for now, you know? <laughs> sure. Uh, well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. Uh, I've been very honest and open, which is great. Uh, I know that's sometimes a hard thing to do, <laughs> yeah. uh, but where can fans find you, your website, socials, mm -hmm. uh, to keep, keep in touch with you? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, today. It was a blast. Um, and everybody can just kind of find me on, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm everywhere you listen to music and I'm pretty much on every single, um, social media platform, but christyhuff.com is my website. And then Christy Huff music everywhere else, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. All the, all those good places. So I'd love to say easy enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks so much. Hopefully, come fall, you're playing gigs again and we get back to normal. So, yes. yes. Good luck. Thanks again for taking the time and uh, we'll be in touch going forward. Awesome. Thank you so much.